the story of the transfiguration of Jesus comes here at the end of the season of Epiphany because it reminds us of God's manifestation. That God came into the earth in Jesus and made known to us the living God in new ways. That's what we've been recognizing throughout the season of Epiphany. God did that in Christ coming among us, blew the minds of creation in what it meant to be the living God. No one expected the Messiah to come as an infant child born of normal people. So already from the very beginning, our understanding and our belief of who the Messiah is was being changed up, if you will. You see in our gospel lesson today that it starts with six days after Peter recognized Jesus as the Christ. If you remember a little bit earlier in Matthew's gospel, Jesus is talking with his disciples and he says to them, who do people say that I am? And they said, well, some people say Moses, some say Elijah, some say a prophet. And Jesus says to them, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Messiah the Christ, the one who has come into the world. And if you allow yourself to kind of breathe in that story, you can hear Jesus' thrill of Peter's recognition. And it's as if Jesus says, okay, good, now they've got that, so now I'm going to tell them what that means. And Jesus goes on to tell them about how he will suffer and that he will be killed and that on the third day he'll rise again. And if you remember this story... Peter says, no, 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 that's not how it goes. That's not how the story goes. And Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. This story, in essence, Jesus is saying to Peter and to us as these modern-day listeners, doesn't turn out like you expect it to. And I can't have you attempting to pull me into your agenda as the Messiah, the Christ. And so he speaks emphatically, really strongly to Peter, You cannot tempt me, and I will not allow you to tempt me to play by your agenda. We have seen throughout these Sundays of this season of Epiphany how it is that God is opening up our understanding of who the Messiah, the Christ, is. And that in Christ, in Jesus, coming into the world, things have been changed up. And God wants us to open our hearts and our minds to understanding this new revelation in Christ a new way that God is at work in the world, a new kingdom that God is bringing about in Jesus. It's not going to look like we expected it to. And through these scripture texts, we are um, encouraged to recognize that. It's probably not going to look like you expect it to. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not going to look like you expect it to. Let me just tell you, it's not going to look like you expect it to. We see that in this gospel lesson today. Here the disciples go up with Jesus to pray. They've done this before. They go off with him and pray. And they go up on the mountain and then all of a sudden something happens. There's a bright light. And that's a little different than it was before. And then there's Moses and Elijah there too. It's never happened like this. And it's almost like Peter attempts to finish the sentence that was begun by the revelation of Jesus here with these two prophets. And he says, oh, I know how this goes. This is a holy spot. We're supposed to do something holy here. Let's build a tabernacle. Three, to recognize that something amazing has happened here, that God has broken in into the earth and has come among us. 
But before he's even finished speaking, a voice says from the cloud, No, no, listen. This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. In essence, God is saying, Boys, this isn't going to turn out like you expect it to. Well, they're overwhelmed, as the scripture tells us, by what has happened there. And they withdraw in fear because they recognize the unfamiliarity of how this is going and they're not really sure now what to do. But the compassionate one, Jesus the Christ, reaches them and says, no, don't be afraid, stand up. It's time for us to go. Follow me. But don't say anything about this until I'm raised from the dead. I imagine in this story, as the disciples, Peter, James, and John, were leaving with Jesus down the mountain, that they were like, what? When you're raised from the dead, what? I imagine they didn't even have a point of reference, really, for what that was about. Like, what, what was that sentence? Did he say what I thought he said? And how is this even going to happen? And so we are prepared, as 21st century followers of Jesus, to open up our hearts and our hearts and our minds to who God is in the world in this day. We are being prepared as we enter into this journey of Lent when Jesus is going to demonstrate what it means to be the Messiah. And time and again, people are going to say, no, 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 that's not how it's supposed to go. But it is, Jesus says, it is. You have to let me be the Messiah as I am to be so that you can be the people that you are to be in me. We're being prepared for that. The pump is being primed in this gospel lesson today. And that's why I wanted you to make a note for yourself, a little symbol, a little picture that can help you remember as we enter into the season of Lent that God changes things up. That God goes where we didn't even think of going and says, come, follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. Get behind me and follow me. We today, as a community of St. Stephen's, are beginning our visioning year with our first visioning session after worship this morning. And it will be an active session. There will be work that we will do together. It will not be a bunch of talking heads up there. But through those that will be making brief presentations, everyone here will be invited to consider how is it that God is inviting us into his work in the world? Because God is always going to the places of need and brokenness and strife. God goes into those very areas to bring God's redeeming and saving love present to those there. God doesn't wait on us to start it. God already starts it. And God says, come on, follow me. I'm going. We, as the church, whether it be St. Stephen's or any church for that matter, we don't have the corner market on God's work in the world. It's God's prerogative. God owns the corner. And so God gets to go out into the world and sharing the redeeming love in Christ. God isn't even really worried about how it's recognized. God just wants it to be made known. And so today, when we gather together in Rector's Hall, we're going to begin to consider, where is God at work in the world? How is God inviting us to be a part of it? Maybe we didn't notice. We just didn't notice. We're not in that little section. How is God inviting us into the redeeming, saving work in the world? How do we get to be a part of it as God's body, the church? I feel 100% certain it's something we haven't imagined before. It might look a little familiar, but it won't look completely familiar. In fact, I feel confident that if it is something we could have imagined already, we would have already done it. But it's because we haven't yet imagined it 
what God is doing in the world. We haven't done it. And we're invited to go in a place that we've never considered before. And I honestly don't know what that is. But God does. And God leads the way. So I invite you to add to your prayer card, because that's what you've made. I don't know if you were aware of that. You made a prayer card for yourself. I invite you to add to that prayer card a question. Where is God being manifest in the world? Where do I see where God is at work in the world? Where do I recognize an area that God is responding to in the world? Put that question on your card, too. Because in the transfiguration, we are, our minds are open to a new way. Jesus unlocks the hearts and the minds of his disciples. They are transformed in what they've witnessed, and they don't even know exactly what that means. But in following Jesus, they discover what it means. What it means to be his disciples. What it means to be on the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I'm it. You know the way because you know me. And we have to remind ourselves on a note card that that's different than what we have designed God to be. We have to write it down for our own benefit. I promise you won't remember. Unless you write it down, you won't remember. Just like you won't remember the milk when you get to the store. You've got to write it down for your own benefit as we seek to be faithful followers, individually and collectively, to what God, the redeeming one in Christ, is doing in the world. And as we enter into the season of Lent, and then the season of Easter and Pentecost, we will be carried along into this ancient story that's been given to us from the first followers, the first that discovered that Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the one who has come into the world. Amen. Amen.